are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you Thursday after, at least I called this one kind of, right? Day after the Pels lose 128-124 to the Chicago Bulls, final score masks how wide the gap was between these two teams for at least three quarters. And we'll get into this one. Just a lack of effort, carrying motivation, particularly on the defensive side of the ball through three quarters, doomed the Pelicans in this one. Here, Here's the stat that's kind of crazy about this. They put up 45, 45 points in the fourth quarter and still lost. That's how poorly they played in this one. They were down by as many as 19, 19 at the half. So let's break this game down, and then we'll preview tonight's game against the Chicago Bulls as we get set for All-Star Weekend, which we will talk about in tomorrow's show. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. So with the Pelicans versus the Bulls last night in the Smoothie King Center, 128-124 loss for your New Orleans Pelicans. Same old song and dance. Coming out flat, not really caring. And the Chicago Bulls, who have a pretty potent offense, particularly in Zach Levine, come out and just smack New Orleans in the face. First quarter, kind of close. Cup things just just in there, especially after starting off um, on a 9-0 run for the Bulls. New Orleans clawed back in this, took a lead, and then in the second quarter, just let this game completely get away from them. The Bulls won this one 38-20. New Orleans just couldn't get anything going. It was just bad offense not being run through Zion, and that led to turnovers, and that led to easy points for the Chicago Bulls, and that plays right into what they do. They want to get out and run. They're a fast-paced team. The Pelicans this season are not, and that really, uh, you saw it in this one. The Pelicans, by the way, nine, uh, sorry, they only had 11 turnovers on the night's 19 fouls, but the majority of those coming in the second quarter really doomed them, and to start the third, too, where they immediately started turning the ball over when you really needed to get something going. We thought maybe they had worked out some of those issues, but clearly not. But the bigger issue was, basically, when it came to the starters, the Pelicans were playing two, two and a half on five. Because Brandon Ingram didn't really show up in this game. Steven Adams had virtually no impact. He finished, by the way, with 21 minutes on the night. He was 0 for 1, 0 for 2 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 1 block, 0 points, and was minus 24 in 21 minutes of action. Lonzo Ball had a stretch in the third where he was okay, but overall was not his impactful self that he's been over the past two months or so. You had Eric Bledsoe, who actually tried, but actually isn't that good right now. And then you had Zion Williamson, who was the only starter, I thought, that basically tried to go 100%. He even had some really nice defensive plays in this one. But the rest of the group was was half effort at best. And when you do that, yeah, you're, you're going to get the doors blown off of you. And the Pelicans did. It was unbelievably disappointing to see. And I, I don't really know 
Why or or what? And this is why I've called to put Josh Hart in the starting lineup because when he's out there, this team really, really does try. And so in the fourth quarter, when the bench unit more or less started to make a run, Stan Van Gundy left them in. The bench quarter, um, or sorry, the fourth quarter was played with with six guys. And one of those guys was Brandon Ingram, who only played a minute in this one. You closed with Zion Williamson, Eric Bledsoe, Josh Hart, J.J. Redick, and Jackson Hayes. And that was the unit that got it done. J.J. Redick plus 15, Jackson Hayes plus 10, Josh Hart plus 12. Eric Bledsoe in that period plus 13, Zion Williamson in that period plus 13. All of that really, really, really good. And so when you look at that uh, move that Stan Van Gundy made, I love it. Kind of a big F you to his guys that just weren't trying. And he said so after the game that there was no way he was going to go back to the other guys who weren't playing well. So when this group came out and actually cared and put forth the effort, they were rewarded with minutes. And he basically benched. So, somewhat benched is maybe what you would say. Guys like Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and again, Lonzo was better than Ingram in this one, I thought. But overall, good move by Stan Van Gundy to ride with a group that was actually motivated and trying. And I loved this move by Stan Van Gundy. Like, finally, right? Some accountability for guys who just don't care. That's been a problem all along this season and you finally saw him do something about it you know if you're Brandon Ingram and you're benched in the fourth quarter you were just snubbed in a sense from the all-star game are you happy about this hopefully not and hopefully it motivates you and it should motivate you same thing for Lonzo Ball are you happy that your effort wasn't good enough the entirety of the game when you're looking to get paid this offseason that you just get sat down in the fourth quarter and get outshone by guys like JJ Redick and Josh Hart I, I hope that motivates him further. And this also does kind of factor in, uh, you know, about the move with Steven Adams, which maybe, as I've said, I've been lukewarm kind of at best on it. It's not really a great thing when you're subbing in Jackson Hayes and Jackson freaking Hayes in all of his chaotic glory is out there making massive defensive plays, doing things on offense, and is the catalyst that started all of this. This doesn't start... And this doesn't happen without Jackson Hayes and all of the craziness that he just brings out there on the court. Getting him minutes in the third quarter was interesting and something we hadn't seen in a while. But Billy Hernan Gomez had not been playing particularly great, had been dealing with a bunch of fouls too. And so Hayes comes in and sometimes you just need that dude that hasn't played a lot of minutes that wants to make the most of his time out there on the court. And by God, he definitely did. And that's the guy that got New Orleans back in this game. And that's why Jackson Hayes is the Michelob Ultra player of the week. This is about the guy who brings you the most happiness, right? The guy who makes you smile the most while also being a big part of the team's success. And you could tell Jackson Hayes was having so much fun out there. Just a lot of joy in his play for finally getting to see some minutes out there on the court, flexing after dunks and after plays and just realizing that, yeah, I'm an NBA player and I can do this. And I loved what we saw from him, even if he's still not the actual best player and probably shouldn't be playing huge huge minutes going forward but he probably gets to be on the court more and that's going to make him happy and if he brings that kind of energy the team's really going to feed off of it and remember with Michelob Ultra it's only worth it if you enjoy it and at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories it definitely makes it a little bit easier to enjoy it 
have some success. And enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. And as Michelob Ultra says, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? And that's why Jackson Hayes and his chaotic great energy here, chaotic good energy, um, chaotic lawful energy here is the ultra player of the week. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. And BetOnline even covers reality TV award shows and other TV shows as well. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Pelicans overs. Hit again in this one, by the way. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's free money right there. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Now on the Locked On Today podcast, Harden heads back to Houston with his new team. Get more of the sports news you need in less time at the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Interesting note on that game with the Nets and Houston. Harden has scored 40 or more points against every single team in the league except the Houston Rockets. He scored 29 last night. So that's his uh, career, his personal career high against the Houston Rockets and wasn't able to, I don't know, complete the set, whatever it might be, beat them all essentially. But 40 points against every single team or 29 of the 30 teams in the league is absolutely mind-blowing here, I think, um, to, to kind of think about how prolific of a scorer he is and how good he is as an NBA player, just un- unbelievable statistics, something that just still blows my mind uh, when I discovered this one the other day. But worth listening to Locked On today to get a little bit more on kind of everything that went on with that. But we're here talking about the Pelicans' loss to the Chicago Bulls. They do play the Heat tonight. We'll preview that here in just a few minutes. But man, the game last night is so disappointing. I liked seeing the fight from the guys at the end, but you know what? You can't get that lack of effort out of the starters. This is a game that if New Orleans had given that effort that they played within the fourth quarter or 90% of that effort, like 80% of that effort in the first three quarters, they win this game running away. Like it's not close. I don't know what went on with this team and just not even trying. Look, they're not good defensively. We get it. They're better than what we saw out there on the court in last night's game. This loss is disappointing. It's, it's, it's really disencouraging for how we want to try and one, figure this team out because they're impossible to freaking predict, right? You know, you have that big win over the Jazz where everyone tries hard, defense is good, you're doing your best, and you come out and you just don't even care. Like they did not even remotely care. And when that's the attitude, it's rough. It's disappointing and it's tough to kind of make sense of what's going on here. Stan Van Gundy at least finally did the right thing and benched some of these guys that weren't trying hard. And look, Eric Bledsoe was okay enough in this game to probably be out there when they were playing. But you need to see more of these type of rotation decisions from Stan Van Gundy in the second half. And look, we're almost at the All-Star break. Just this game tonight. And everyone just can kind of catch their breath and you just limp in there to some degree. But he's going to need to start giving more minutes to Kyra Lewis Jr. when the backcourt's not trying. Right? Maybe even Nikhil Alexander-Walker, though, I'm less high on Nikhil than I was at the start of the year. You've got to use these motivational tactics with other guys because you guys got guys that are on the bench that really want to be out there and will give you all sorts of effort, even if they make mistakes, like Kyra Lewis Jr. will. 
And I think that's something important, or at least kind of make those starters know, yeah, it's it's possible you're going to get benched more so than if it's just Jackson Hayes or one game. You've got to do this a little bit consistently. I like positive reinforcement. That's better, right? But you know what? Sometimes you need a little bit of negative reinforcement here. I, I'm, not, I'm not a parent, so I don't actually know. I don't have a kid or anything. But you know what? Probably useful to use with you know, million dollar athletes, a hundred million dollar athletes that just aren't giving a crap out there on the court. And so I liked that move from Stan Van Gundy, but it's, it's hollow unless you start to do this going forward and really start to make some changes. Also, he played eight guys in this game, eight guys, one, two, three, four, no, sorry, nine guys, nine guys in this game. You know, on the the first night of a back-to-back, you could argue maybe you need some more than that. It might kind of mess with some people in tonight's game. You know, Zion played almost 38 minutes, though. He should be able to play 38 minutes in back-to-back games or less than that in this one. But with him benching enough guys, I think you're not too worried about that. Everyone should be fresh enough. Zion, after the game, by the way, spent about 30 to 40 minutes shooting free throws um, and then three-pointers in the arena after kind of doing the Kobe move. Um, you do have a game tonight, dude. So hopefully it doesn't make you a little bit more tired since rest is arguably one of the most important things that NBA players can handle is maybe the best way to put it. But those free throws were a problem in this one. 26 of 38 from the charity stripe, 68.4%. If you make your free throws, like at any point, you're going to win this game. Zion was eight of 16. Steven Adams, 0 for two. Jackson Hayes, 0 for one. Those are guys who missed it. Um, Eric Bledsoe was six to seven. You've got to hit your free throws, big man. Like you've got to don't not care about them. Like Shaq, uh, you know, never really tried. Zion's got to learn to get that free throw stroke down consistently because he's going to go to the line a lot. Teams, if he's shooting 50% or 60% from the free throw line are happily going to foul him and send him to the line and let him miss those because that's a much better strategy and plan than if he is scoring on you at will at the rim. Got to hit those to prevent that from happening because otherwise teams will absolutely, absolutely, absolutely do that. And that's going to lead to more hard fouls on him too, right? Teams are already kind of fouling him and playing him pretty hard because they know refs don't call everything. And if you start making missing your free throws, it's actually just a smart strategy at that point rather than just botting you up and playing hard. Not what we want to see for the Pelicans big man and franchise player. So that's got to change going forward too. Just overall, a mess of a game. Nice fight at the end, but you know, that I don't even think that's a silver lining considering I'm not really going to rely on the bench unit to do that a whole lot. It's got to be the starters. And starters came out badass flat other than Zion and part of Eric Bledsoe. It may, may be part of Lonzo Ball, quarter of Lonzo Ball. There we go. As flat as you could have. Really disappointing game overall and one that should frustrate you as a fan. So it's a game day here for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Miami Heat final game before the All-Star break end of the first half of the regular season. We'll preview that game coming up here in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com. If you maintain and repair your car yourself, you probably enjoy doing it. If you're looking to get started on all this, I like doing it. I think it's kind of fun. It's a great way to save a little bit of money and just 
make things a little bit lighter on your wallet. Keep that money in there in your bank account. And if you want to save even more money, you've got to check out rockauto.com. Chain stores, they got different price tiers for professionals and uh, professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But if you go to rockauto.com, the prices are the exact same for everybody and they're always reliably low. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Literally everything you could be looking for. Need to replace the brake pad? Super easy job to be able to do yourself. They've got them there. You can choose the type you want. You want the super great, amazing, like racing brake pads? You can get those. You need the ones that are just good for city driving too, that aren't going to hit your wallet as much. They have that as well. Shop for the parts that you want for your car, and then you're going to get the best price on those parts. Brakes, I go on the mid to high upper end, but no, I don't need to stop like a like an F1 car here. So whether it's your daily driver or a classic car that you've got, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog, unique, really easy to navigate. You can quickly see everything available for your vehicle. Choose those brands, specifications, and like we said, prices that you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Cade Cunningham Evan Mobley Jalen Suggs how much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow and if you want to know more you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast rebooted new hosts in there they're running prospect scouting reports draft rumors mock drafts and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft all right, wrapping up today's show with a game tonight in the Smoothie King Center. Final game of the first half of the regular season. The All-Star game is on Sunday. Dunk contest Sunday in between the two halves of the All-Star break. No Rising Stars game actually being played, but Zion was selected to the Team USA roster. Nikhil Alexander-Walker selected to the World roster. So they were nominated for that, would have been playing in it, should it have been a thing. Um, so good for them. You know, kind of disappointed we're not going to see that game. It's usually actually kind of fun as guys really just try and one-up each other and get to do some stupid fun things, which, you know what, good place for that. Not in an actual NBA game or Pelicans game for that matter. So the Pelicans take on the Miami Heat tonight. The Heat looking to get to 500. They had a rough, rough start, but over their past 14 games, they are 10-4, and four, looking to make it 11-4 and four over the past 15 as they uh, wrap up their first half of the regular season as well. Just recently lost to the Atlanta Hawks on Tuesday night. Uh, disappointing loss for them, though the Hawks had that new head coach energy with Nate McMillan replacing Lloyd Pierce. And for them, they're pretty overall fairly healthy. No Myers Leonard, who's out for the regular season. No Avery Bradley. Um, and then Jimmy Butler, last I saw on this, looking right now, listed as questionable for tonight's game. If they don't have him in there. If you can limit Bam at a bio just a little bit, you can maybe get this win. He basically no-showed against the Atlanta Hawks in the last game that this uh, Heat team played. Combined with no Jimmy Butler, you know, they, they were putrid. 80, 80 points. It's not going to get it done in any stretch. So if you can limit him and look... At least interior defense at times with Steven Adams can be a little bit better than perimeter defense. Maybe, just maybe, New Orleans can get the win in this one, though. Not overall too hopeful on this. But the Heat are slow. They don't have a great offense. That kind of plays into what New Orleans wants. But their defense is good. So you're going to need to get rid of just 
the, the crap offense that we've seen from this team at times. You've got to run it through Zion. You've got to run it through Brandon Ingram. Otherwise, it might lead to some turnovers, easy points for the Heat. And that is not exactly what they're known for doing, getting those transition opportunities. They're good at turning uh, turning you over. Their defense forces a lot of turnovers. So New Orleans is going to need to absolutely take care of the ball. They're not a great defensive rebounding team, though, so you could hurt them on the glass. New Orleans didn't do quite the job that we're normally used to seeing of that with, uh, from them against the Chicago Bulls. Do it tonight. Get those easy points. Don't make life harder on yourself than you need to. Tyler Hero, by the way, averaging 16.4 points per game. Dragic, 15. Kendrick Nunn, who's come on um, over the past 20-ish games, is averaging 14 as well. Jimmy Butler, if he's not playing, missing 20 points per game. Bam Adebayo, 19 points per game, alongside 9.5 rebounds um, and 5.4 assists. He's, he's a stud in this league. All right, we can end it there. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully the Pelicans can get a win, head into the All-Star game with a little bit of momentum. But as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game and preview the All-Star weekend.